Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I am your host, Tyler. And I am two. You've done that one before. Oh, I got a little extra. I can hold that for a long time. It's actually quite impressive. I mean, I don't think you get to say it's impressive. Somebody has to. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually we don't. We We don't have to. We absolutely do. Um, If you're new to the show, it's an impressive show. RWD, Rolling with Disadvantage, is our podcast. Bienvenue, come on in. Where we argue, debate, and scream politely into the void about various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Y'all know it by now. Yeah, really, honestly. But I'm going to plug it anyways. Every time. Yeah. I don't have any other social meds for the show. Should we have like an Instagram? No. Post memes? Just picture us recording and playing no, D&D. No, because then people shit. see my weird office. Did no, you no. see I put in um, do, like, a those... ceiling fan? Honestly, did not see it. Thought <laughs> it was a mimic. And uh, crown molding at the top of the room. Also a mimic. And I, I painted the damage by the door. <laughs> That, but I did notice you missed. Uh, no, I tried caulking over there and it yeah, did a shit no, job, so I stopped. Gonna, real bad no, I'm going to repaint. You should fix that. Yeah. Looks bad. Hey, why don't you fuck yourself? Hey, you okay. I put a ceiling fan all by you myself. You pointed it out. Okay. You pointed and it, it out. works. You That's the best it part. It fucking works. You pointed it out. Because there's airflow in this room. We could open a window, but yes, the. the it's cold out there. For you. No, like objectively. For you. I'm going to kill you. Objectives mean nothing to me. You just, you can't, you can't say something you do is impressive and then tell me that I'm not allowed to make statements about cold. I said to you. I, I said it's cold to you. No, because you're making a global statement that something's impressive. Impressive requires other people to be impressed. Mm, I'm sure someone would be impressed. I'm not, so I'm the only one in the room right now. In fact, I'm the only other one in the house. Cat, what do you think? No, well, Cats sleep. Not Cats not feeling it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So today, what are we doing today? Ooh, today. We go, which one do you want to start with? The, I want to start. I want to start with material spell components. I'm going to just vaguely say spell components in case we get off on a thing, but we're going to start with material components. Well, I don't think. I, I'm pretty sure we've already settled the casting underwater debate for verbal components. Yeah, that you can't do it. To, you're wrong. <laughs> Very literally, the guy that writes the rules has told you you're wrong. And but he's you, also tweeted that you're the fucking DM. I'm just saying. Just saying. You're wrong. That's fine. Makes no sense. Anyway. It makes all sense in the world. Not at all. Fine. All right. Anywho. So what are the rules for having a material component for a spell? Yes. So I think we just quickly uh, eliminate the cheap ones, I'll call them. No, 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 no. I want to know the rules. Okay. So you either have to have the material components or you have to have a focus, if I'm not mistaken. And you could use that in lieu of having the material components. So you have to have a hand free yes. to access said Single components. hand. That needs yes. to be pointed out. But it can't be the same hand that he or she uses to do the somatic components. That is correct. So if your spell requires a material component and a somatic component, you need two free hands. Yes. Um, but yes, the character can use a component pouch or a spellcasting focus instead of the material components. non-monetary material components. Yes. So, so anything that says like a pinch of sulfur or a feather or something like that. If you have your focus out, you're golden. A if drop not, of blood. just reach into your material component pouch and whip it out and do what you got to do. What are some interesting material components? That have no cost? Yeah. Um, just flipping through here. You know what the best part is? Most of them 
makes sense for the spell. Yeah, very like, much so. Like, alarm. I'm just, just pull up the first page. Alarm. The material component for alarm. A tiny bell mm-hmm. and a piece of fine silver wire. Yeah. Like, you're making a trip alarm. For slow, you need a drop of molasses. Makes sense. You're going to slow someone down. Aid. A uh, white fabric, a white cloth. Like, to, to wrap a wound, basically. Spirit guardians, you need a holy symbol. Surprise, surprise. Shocking. I'm shocked at that. What is the, uh, But then there's some that That's require one. money. Sting cloud, rotten egg, yeah. or several skunk cabbage leaves. Se- Ooh. <laughs> That's my favorite part is the, the spells require things. Tidal wave needs a drop of water. Confusion requires three nutshells. Do you get it? <laughs> like you're playing the shell game? That's fantastic. Whoever's job it is to write spells, and they get to the material components. Obviously, most of these were set decades ago. Long, long time but ago. But some of them you're like, oh, man, I'm going to fucking make a hilarious, hilarious thing. So, like, gentle repose? I'm going to let you go ahead and guess oh, yeah, what give, give Wall me some... of Sand needs. Wall of Sand? Yes. Sand? Yes, that is correct. It does need sand. Well done. <laughs> wait, here, wait. Let's play a game. Give me um, uh, components, and I'll try to guess a spell. A small clay model or a ziggurat. Cologne? Simulacrum? Tongues. What the fuck? Cologne? Tongues. A small clay model or a ziggurat. Isn't a ziggurat like a, ta- a pyramid? A, a ziggurat is like a pyramid. What? I always figured it was... Oh, so a small clay ziggurat. Yeah. How is that tongues? I f- always figure it's like the Tower of Babel. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right, do again. Try again. Uh, okay, okay, okay. We're going to go... Let's go deeper. Let's find something interesting. Uh... Uh, if we were going to cast, uh, okay, okay, what do I need for this? What do I need for this? Uh, you need a small, straight piece of iron. Something magnetic. Detect north, uh, 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 survival, uh, uh, I don't know, what is it? Hold monster. What the fuck? Because you're, you're going to wrap them around you're it? You're locking it in place. You're holding it. Mm, just I don't like of, that one. Think of it, think, well, just think when you, when you paralyze somebody, this. Straighten, All right, let me let me try out. some with you. Hold on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just gonna pull up a random, 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 random. Uh, okay. A living flea. Ooh, uh, infestation. Yes, exactly. Well done, infestation. All right, let's do another one. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, either a small leather loop or mm-hmm. a piece of golden wire bent into a cup shape with a long shank on one end. It's a, hard, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, uh, it's a hard one. Uh, ooh, there's a small shank on the end. Cup, cup that stabs. Uh, shillelagh? Nope. What is it? Levitate. Levitate, interesting. Now, here's a really good one. A bit of fur from a bloodhound. That's going to be some sort of tracking of some mm-hmm, kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, locate person. Just Yeah, exactly. Locate, uh, wait, is it locate object? Is it listed here? Hold on, it's a... Uh... Yeah, that's locate creature. Locate creature. Yep. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So a lot of these material components make sense. Flavored. Flavored perfectly. Mm-hmm. Now I ask you, who cares? Who cares about what? When was the last time you just whipped out the components for a spell? Okay. So I always use um, just because of the way I play, and I hate being in situations where I can't use abilities because then I feel useless, and I don't like feeling useless. I always just stick with the focus. Yeah. Just because it makes it easier. But I will say. Campaign 2 Critical Role. Liam O'Brien does an excellent job with his material components. That's the excellent. O- that's the only reason to do this. Like, oh my god, it's beautiful every time he casts a spell. Because it's it's an opportunity for flavor. That's all this is for. That one line at the end of each spell is for that character when casting oh. a spell is going to say, 
I pull out my bit of fur from a bloodhound, and I begin focusing, like, in ca- and looking yes. for a low creature. I chew on the licorice fruit, mm-hmm. and I cast haste. Mm-hmm. You know, I, oh, that's great. I take a I piece, of piece of molasses, molasses and I rub it across my hands and cast slow. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's, love it. that's all it's for. It doesn't it's, accomplish anything else. But it just sounds fun. Yes. That's all it's for. Like, I, I don't think a single person in our current elf campaign, the first part goblin campaign, the previous campaign nope. with three players, has a, ever used a material component pouch. I've never known anyone ever that has used a material component pouch. Ever. Well, back in the day, third edition, material component pouch was what you could use. Yes. There wasn't the there spell wasn't casting focus, focus yeah. thing, right? But you still didn't articulate. You didn't say that you said I had it. Right. I've got it. I've got the pieces parts. Yeah. Nobody articulated what they were doing. Yeah. So I think that it's an excellent chance to add something to the game, but it just requires so much effort by the PC to remember your components and to use them. Well, and it's limiting because if I'm underwater, say I can cast a spell underwater, if I have my spell focus... Blah, nailed it. If I have material component pouch, some of those things aren't going to survive underwater. Yeah, it's going to get ruined. Yeah, if I have molasses, it's going to dissolve. If I have sand, I'm not going to be able to grab yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit. It's gone. It, you know, all those things, are a drop of water, it's all there. I've got that already. <laughs> oh, well, that one you already yeah, have. Yeah, that one already, already have. have. I got that covered. Um, so, Does a tidal wave work underwater? No. Would it just push things? Like, it wouldn't hurt, it would just push them. I, I don't think so, because you'd have to be able to make a current, and to push things, that means things would have to move, and the density of the water... Well, I don't know water. if you have to make a current, per se. I think underwater would just be force. I mean, it's magic. You would just make force. Yeah, it would be force. It's magic. Yeah. Whatever. It wouldn't hurt anyone. It would just push them. Well, tidal wave hurts them. Not underwater. We established that last time. Not underwater. If you're creating the force, it's like being hit no, with a baseball bat. No, no, I disagree. Anyways. Anyway. So the, the material components actually are a limiting factor. So you're mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, I'm going to go deep on flavored material components, you are accepting the risk of or your DM just lets it happen. They're like, okay, the component pouch is magic. It's fine. Like, you know, you got caught on fire. Your bag went up in flames. You know, go buy a new one. <laughs> Gotta go buy a new one. Because your your spellcasting focuses are like totems, crystals, divine symbols, Orbs, staffs, wands, crystal rods. Stuff, yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's a stuff that's durable, hardy yes. object. Yes, exactly. Whereas the material component pouch, it's I mean, unless you made like a chainmail purse that was lined with magical leather, then it, maybe it could be fun. Yeah. Or your bag, of, you have your purse of holding that's actually a material, material component pouch. pouch. Maybe that's what they are. Maybe they're tiny purses of holding that can only hold spell They're components. way too cheap for that. Yeah, I guess. They're living creatures. <laughs> hey, buddy, I need this. Got you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It only gives you exactly what you need. So you wanted to talk about some specific Very things about material components. specific. I want to get in there immediately, and I want to talk about those material components that cost money. Ah, boy. Because Boy. anytime something costs money, players take a little bit more notice. Because you have to have it. Because you have to have it. It's no longer. It's not like I can just say, I have my focus or I have my bag. It's fine. You actually have this specific item that you have to go in the world and find. So the first thing I want to talk about is. Resurrection. Are the spells. All of them. There's. There, there's required diamond. diamonds. Raised dead. That require diamonds. Also, I don't know why diamonds. Like, again, going to, like, material components and their meaning behind shit. Why do you need diamonds? That's that, a that very makes, good question. That makes no I've sense. never really because they're carbon their, based. We're carbon based. That's true, I guess. Aside from their value, and I think maybe there's this notion that it can hold a soul or channel yeah. a soul. Okay. I think it's just supposed to be something valuable. Okay. So next part, do you need whole diamonds or can it be lots of diamonds together that make the value? Because like, let's say that it's you need three revivify. You need three hundred gold pieces worth of diamonds. So let's look at the actual text. A resurrection, for example, a diamond. 
See, so that's worth at least one thousand gold pieces. So I need to go out in the world and find a big ass fucking diamond. So I think this, I think the whole notion of the diamond is that it's put. Thinking about, um, does it get consumed by that? It does. Oh, God. thinking about, um, Full Metal Alchemist. Yes, they're trying to res their mom. Yeah. And they they list off all the components of a person. Creepy. And then that, what about? That, that and is then, so fucking. And then what about a soul? That. And he says, "What's a soul, anyways?" And he does a drop of blood on there. I think the diamond is supposed to be the soul, the soul, the value, the thing. You're eating this thing that was in the earth for m- fucking millions of years, and you've got this tiny little object. You crush it, and that's that's a soul. Okay. I, that's all I can really come up with. So true resurrection, mind you, is a. Um, is multiple diamonds. Yeah, because you have to get 25,000 gold pieces worth, which you're not getting in a single oh, diamond. no. Dude, I don't the think The Hope we... Diamond wouldn't cost 25,000 gold oh, yeah. pieces. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? It's for, isn't that like $14 million in real life? 20, I feel like 25,000 gold pieces is more than $14 million. No, not even close. What? Hope Diamond value. <laughs> okay, well, now see. Different. All right. The Hope Diamond is worth three hundred and fifty million dollars. I think it's with all the diamonds around it too, not just the diamond itself. But that's let's see. Let's um, that. let's do value of gold twenty nineteen. U.S. I'm gonna do U.S. U.S. value. Okay, we can't do real world prices versus a fantasy setting. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Um, gold per ounce, thirteen hundred dollars per ounce. Yes. So um. 50 coins is a pound of gold. Yeah, so do pound to ounce so conversion. So 16 times 13, 13 is 13,000 plus 78 is $20,800 in 50 coins. Okay. <laughs> so do 350 million divided by 20,000. <laughs> Calculator. 350 million divided by 20,000. Seventeen fifty divided by fifteen. Okay. So How many gold pieces? Uh, 70, 70, uh, seventeen thousand five hundred gold pieces. Okay, you're close. You were really close. So yeah, I mean, twenty five thousand gold pieces. That's insane. Is yeah, I think so. One thing that, and the reason I wanted this topic brought up. Sorry if that math was really off. By the way, for it's anybody fine. who's listening. Yeah, we do apologize, but we're not mathematicians. We're D and D players. Anyway, uh, the reason I bring this up is because I, I I'm running a campaign right now. And they go hunting for diamonds everywhere they can possibly go to hunt for diamonds. Makes sense. And each time I'm like, oh, you find, you know, this one diamond. It's a small one. It's worth maybe 200 gold pieces. Or you find this, You find this like, uh, they, they have like dust. They have diamond dust yep, that's, that's worth a, about 100. That's a thing. Yeah, which you need for greater restoration. You no know, diamond dust are just much smaller diamonds. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> so, but ultimately it's like they can never find one that's big. And I'm like... Guys, you're in this one section of the world, and diamonds are rare. Like, that's the entire point of them is not everyone's supposed to be able to cast Resurrection whenever they want. Like, there's supposed to be some sort of almost quest that goes into finding a diamond that can do that kind of thing. It's supposed to be a very rare and unique thing. It is supposed to be a uh, a hard-to-find resource. If you like, you walk into a town and got any diamonds for sale, the answer would should be no every time. Yeah. Because someone has walked in, saw a diamond bought, stole, and murdered for it because it's so, so fucking valuable. valuable. Yeah. Which is a weird supply and demand thing. How what is what is worth? What is it worth mean? So I always just go by I just assess the value as a DM and just leave it at that. Because if you are in a world where if there's you, so if, few diamonds, one tiny diamond is worth a million dollars. I just golds. go by sell value. That's that's how I always do it. 
to play on demand, my friends. I'm just, I'm just like, I, I go by sale value. Do the gods of resurrection care about the market? Yes, they do. They follow it extensively. They, <laughs> they, they, use, actually, they use a blue book value. They actually the have Kelsey some blue money. For they have some money on the diamond market, actually. So <gasps> Insider That's trading why they're asking for diamonds. Di- that's why they consume diamonds. You're trading a diamond for a soul. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, Hieronius, I'll give you this pretty rock. I got you. For a soul. I got you. I know what you like. Yeah. So, okay, diamond. Diamonds are a great example because hard to find. Yes. Incredibly valuable. Yes. Hard to gauge. So, the other thing with that is just, have you ever let somebody just use, say they have enough gold that they could buy a diamond, or do you force them to get the diamond every time? do it. Exactly. Because that's supposed to be part of it. Yeah, it's supposed so, to be part of the quest. What about something like regenerate? In the same vein as resurrection. Not that's, regenerate, that, reincarnate, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, re- uh, what does that cost? Rare oils in... I can't say that word. Worth at least a thousand gold, which the spell consumes. Unjins. 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 Jesus. Oh God! Why is that happening? It's going through my headphones, which aren't connected to my computer. What the fuck? Unjins. Unjins. Okay. So rare oils and unjins worth a thousand gold. Easier to find, in my opinion. Rare. It says rare. Rare, but easier to find. Because I, you can accumulate them. Yeah. You don't have to find one diamond. You don't have to find like one single diamond. You walk into a, an alchemist store, like, hey, you've got that special tree tea oil I've been looking for, and you spend 20 of your 1,000 gold yeah. there. Okay. That's that's a, definitely more along the lines of, hey, DM, I've got 1,000 gold. I'm in this big city. I'm in this big city. Can I, like, does spend two ha- days? Does getting... somebody sell, you know, precious oils to this well, you'd have, fancy? Yeah, you go to, like, 14 different stores. You also go to the tea shop. You, you might have to, to make friends with the guy who hooks you up with this person. So, like, yeah, you... You are going to do those things, but it's not going to be nearly the quest. Cause Same with things like um, scrying requires a focus. Uh, or like a, a literal ball. crystal ball. Yes. Yeah. Well, you don't have to have a crystal ball. No, but a, a clear focus. I think it says like a clear focus that you have to be able to look through. Um, a focus worth at least 1,000 gold, such as a crystal ball, solar mirror, yeah. fill in holy water. All right. I want to spend the last couple minutes here talking about a very specific spell. Go. Banishment. Banishment. One that Ty and I have argued over before. Tell me the spirit, the material component for banishment. An object that the target finds offensive, if I'm not mistaken. Distasteful. Distasteful, yes. You know what's interesting to note? What? It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't. Can you use your spellcasting focus to cast banishment? It depends. If you are a good cleric banishing an evil spirit, yeah, I'd say so. What if I'm a wizard? I'm just using my arcane focus. If it was something that was very anti-magic, I'd say absolutely. But this doesn't cost anything. So in reality, the material component is replaced by my spellcasting focus. No, I disagree with that. You disagree? Yeah. Why? I agree with you, by the way. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> uh, and because we, well, we've had this to talk, we've had this discussion before. Uh, I had a cleric who tried to banish a dwarf, uh, and Tyler's like, "Nope, can't do it. You don't have an item." I'm like, "I'm an elf. He's a dwarf. It makes sense." <laughs> well, I, I got into it with somebody online, and they're like, "It doesn't cost anything. You could use spellcasting focus. Like, if, if if you're if you present your holy symbol to a demon, I'm like, what if you're an evil cleric?" Yeah. What if what if items distasteful to that target are only things that cost money? Yeah. I feel like banishment is such a specific spell that that is such a vague... I'm touching my computer screen. You can't mm-hmm. see me pointing. Uh, such a vague description. An item distasteful to the target that could be a diamond worth a thousand gold mm-hmm. is distasteful to whatever. Yeah. That could be um, the shawl of Turin you know, or the shroud of Turin if you're you know, in real life here where you're like, oh, I have my artifact yeah. of Jesus and it yeah. costs a lot of money. Um, that. Or, you know, I'm banishing a cat. Okay, cool. You have some water. Yeah. Like, whatever. Or I'm I'm banishing a mole. And I don't, I don't know what you're going to do. You present, like, a, a flashlight. And they're like, ah, it's bright light. <laughs> you know, something stupid like that. Yeah, I get. So I feel like if you're if you're trying to banish anything properly, you, you attempt to send one target that you can see 
to another plane of existence. Um, that's such a powerful effect as a DM. I would never let just spellcasting focus no. unless it already was a thing. Yes, unless it's the thing that the creature, that person hates. I would never let that fly as like, oh no, I'm replacing the material component with my spellcasting pocket. Or in my in my material component pouch, I just happen to have the item distasteful to the target. Yeah, I'm banishing maybe, that. And maybe you do, you know. Maybe if you're banishing a vampire and you have garlic, yeah. I don't know, yeah, like exactly. that, sure, something like that. But it's case by case. I agree. And I, I feel as like much as I didn't agree at the time, I do agree with you on this. It didn't occur to me before that this was a non-monetary material component. Mm-hmm. I just, it just, it was so, it was so vague that it required such specificity. Maybe an oversight by the game. Or maybe we're being too hard on it, and you're supposed to be able to banish it because it's, it is kind of temporary. That well, if it's. Native to the current plane you're on, it's temporary. If it's not native, you banish it back to its home and it stays there forever until um, it comes back. If the spell ends before one minute has passed, target reappears. Otherwise, it doesn't return. Okay. All right. We're on the same page about banishment. Let us know what you think about banish because it is a very interesting spell. It is, and I think you should have to do a little work for it. And make your players do work for diamonds. Oh, yeah. Don't make don't, shit don't just be like, oh, you walk into this little bumfuck nowhere town? They have diamonds. Pungence. On Gwent. On Gwent. Do, do reagent. Reagent. Okay, I got that. Unguent. Unguent. Artificer. Artificer. Reagent. Reagent. Azamar. Azamar. Tiefling. Tiefling. We're learning. Abilef. We are learning every single time we play D&D. We're going to learn how to pronounce all sorts of words. Words. Uh, do you say disciple or disciple? Disciple. Yeah. Discipline, though. Discipline, yeah. It's not discipline. I need your discipline. That's like, that was a decent album. I need your help. <sighs> you know, I was... um. Start, in a conversation about Rise Against, I like the band Rise Against. Boo. Not current Rise Against. Everything post two thousand and eight eh. sucks. And somebody makes the comparison of like, well, you know, Chester from Lincoln Park, he was like, people hated his music and his later blah blah blah, and they led him to kill himself. And like their argument was, just because an artist makes music you don't like, you should still support them. My counter argument is, I don't have to like what you make. I'm not obligated to like what you make. I'm not hating you as a person. I just hate what you do for a living. <laughs> no, I think that I hate it. It's like, I oh, like well, what you I did do. before. If you're out you there made something new. I don't like your music. I don't like the current music, no. Siren Song and the, the Counterculture and the Unraveling, beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Suffer and the Witness is really good, too. Revolutions for a minute. Mm. But, <coughs> excuse me. But I don't think you're obligated to like the art somebody no. makes just because you are like their previous art. I agree. I would... I would Speaking of pop culture, uh, this next one. That was like, oof, that was a rough transition. God, this should have lubed me up, baby. No, we just got to get past this. Yeah. We're going to talk about music all day otherwise. Yeah, we are. So we, we just wanted to have a little fun. Uh, you know, typically we're giving uh, opinions about the game, but instead I think we wanted to talk a little bit more about just something that pretty much started the show. Like, these are the kinds say of. say that about a lot of shit, by No, the no. Way. But th- this, like, the debates that we would have used to be very nonsensical, and they've become much more sensical. But now we want to go back to the little bit of the nonsensical. And this all started uh, because I posted in our uh, group little chat. group chat uh, just a simple question. You know, who who would win? Like, if they were having a good old fight, you know, much uh, much akin to uh, the Two Towers fight between Superhero battle. Sauron and mm-hmm. Gandalf, who would win in a fight? Battle Royale, 1v1v1, 
Gandalf, Dumbledore, Doctor Strange. Wizards. The great sor- sorcerers. I'd say more. Yeah, wizard, wizards. sorcerer, arcane casters. Sure. Of the various. He's the sorcerer supreme. He's the. The he's white wizard. The white wizard. Yeah. And Dumbledore's. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. He has the Elder Wand. He's Dumbledore. He has the Elder Wand. Anyway. My position on this was very clear from the start. Doctor Strange would win. And why is that? He's the scope of his power because of the time stone. So he gets the Eye of Agamotto. Is so far above and beyond the other two. It's un it's unstoppable. So okay, so everyone gets all their shit. So he's got the cloak of levitation. Yeah, we're doing peak peak power. Okay. So again, Dumbledore has the Elder Wand. He has a phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of has seen some visions of some stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's just a Harry Potter wizard. He's arguably the most powerful wizard in the Harry Potter universe. Agreed. And he's been and he's really old. He's been doing shit for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see him casting spells, you're like God damn. But he's kind he's of like the Yoda of the Harry Potter world. Yeah, but the magic in the Harry Potter world is relatively limited. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the exception of the movies, because they make things bigger and more spectac- mm-hmm. spectacular. But the spells are pretty limited. You kind of have to. Yeah, but don't they get you know death curses? Can't you just drop a? This quick is the death other curse? thing. This you can, and I think this is the reason why we picked these three for the battle. Is none of them would do that. None of them would do that. I think it depends if you, if they you know, I I think they there could be a time a place. I, I think, I think you're taking Gandalf or some conjurer of cheap tricks, okay? <laughs> which he is most assuredly not. And on top of that, that motherfucker's got a sword and knows how to use it, which I think goes a long way in a fight. Now when everybody else can just fly and teleport. No, but let's say that they're both focused on each other, Gandalf flying and teleporting. That's fine. Let's say that those two are focused on each other. He fucking rides up on his horse. No, Doctor Strange oh, had a sword made of energy in Infinity War. He's got a whip. No, he had a sword. He fought Thanos with a sword. I don't remember that. I just watched it okay, like two you. days ago. He does. I yeah. was like, I was like, he has a fucking yeah, sword. Like, yeah. And he, he, yeah, he has. He, he can make the mirror images Doctor all of the can't whips. Even beat Thanos. Come on. None of them could beat Thanos. Even the Death Curse wouldn't beat Thanos because he could just the end, absorb it with his gauntlet. Yeah. No, at the very beginning, Power Stone absorb it. No problem. Nah. I don't think it would kill him. I don't know. We'll see. Think about Finger of Death. If you have enough constitution, it's a you can live through it. <laughs> you could live through it. You can live- and again, they wouldn't do it. I think they're they're all good guys. So they you wouldn't. You don't think they bust out the big moves? No, I don't. I don't think they would. God, that'd be a terrible fight then. That'd just be boring to watch. No, they would try to subdue each other. But because you're right, otherwise it'd be a very boring fight because Avada Kedavra. I dead. win. The ore dead. And, and then, then Gandalf like, you. Ugh, ugh. bam, done. Stab you. Gandalf has flying eagles. He does have flying eagles. He's got friends. He's more of a druid, even. He's a naturalist. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a wizard. He, well, he's not Radagast the Brown, but with yeah. A, fucking stupid. With a very specific skill set. Yes. So I think Gandalf... And I think the other thing with Gandalf is he's much better in group scenarios. Correct. Gandalf would lose this fight. Let's just be fair. Let's be fair. Gandalf, Gandalf would, would lose this fight. As much as Gandalf is really powerful in his universe, he is not up to snuff with these two other bitches he can we're fight, talking about. He can fight orcs. He can fight goblins. He can... Even go toe to toe with Saruman, who's a wizard, who's a very powerful wizard. But at the end of the day, even Gandalf the White, probably not gonna. And Sauron was a wizard. So yeah, Sauron as well. In fact, y- but but Gandalf couldn't take Sauron one on one. But in in the in the world, he was a necromancer. Yes, there that's what magic is like. Yeah. It's kind of limited. Whereas these other two universes we're talking about. That's why Gandalf needs a sword. <laughs> That's why Gandalf needs a sword. Uh, and talking to wizards and, and talking to um, animals, rather, and needs hobbits and shit. Um, this is why in the other two worlds, Dumbledore 
magic is is pretty powerful, but it's limited. Whereas Doctor Strange, he's new to the game, but his magic has so few. And just to be clear, we're talking Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, Doctor not Strange? comics. Okay, we're talking we're talking we're talking movies for all three of these. Okay, because. Okay. That's, uh, that allows yeah, the so biggest just be, scope yeah, of just their be powers. Clear, they all have movies. That they, they all have multiple movies. We've all seen all their powers. So we're not using books, just to be clear here. But you're right. If if we're going for kills, Dumbledore can just whip out Death the laser. Death curse. Death and curse. Doctor Strange has to be on defense the entire time. Mere entities. Can you defend bury, a death curse? Yeah, you make the little circle teleport thing, oh, and he just sends it back at him. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes right back, and, and he's fucking dead. That'd be that's straight Loki. That'd be a Loki move right there. Yeah, you just make the I don't know what it's called, the little time circle. Yeah, the yeah, uh, wormhole. Yeah, <laughs> right back at him. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think Dumbledore would be killed by his own thing. It would probably fuck him up, but he probably wouldn't be killed by it. We'll see. Like Harry Potter wasn't killed by it. Okay, but this is not the only topic. So, so we're gonna give this one to. I think if we're going for death, I'm gonna give us Dumbledore. Dumbledore's gonna. If death we're going for him. subduing, I'm gonna give us Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, he could you know figure out some. He way would to trap him somehow somewhere. in an alternate dimension using the Time Stone. Yeah. Done. Okay. Um. So our next one is more of a demon this, hunter warlock type. Yes. Yes. The, these are some some pop culture, and we're gonna again um stick with movies. And Movie slash TV, TV representation. Yes. Yeah. John, okay. Uh, who do we got? John Constantine. John Constantine. The Winchester Boys from Supernatural, which is ending after 15 seasons. And I think that we're going to have to just pick one of them. No, it's together. I, I don't think that's fair. Why? They both are going to die if it's not together. Are you kidding me? You okay. have to have both okay. of them. And then Buffy. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And we're, we're picking peak power. Yes. I think you have to have the Winchester Boys because otherwise they lose. Buffy murders either of them immediately. You think? She is so powerful. Dude, I don't know. I've seen the Winchester. Did you see her shoot a rocket launcher at a demon that I one did. time? <laughs> so fucking funny. What was it? General Master Slayer? So or stupid. It was so dumb. It was just like you, you spend this, General you spend this giant arc on this demon, and then she just has a rocket Blows launcher. Blows up with a rocket launcher. So fucking. At them all. It was so wonderful. funny. I loved it. So, the one thing I will say is that Buffy is very. We should be talking about this in D and D terms, really, but we're not. We're not. It's hard to do. I mean, so, okay, fine. Buffy, well, those three, no, the first three, easy. Those are wizards. They're all That's wizards easy. and sorcerers. Buffy is a. Buffy's a monster slayer. You can do fighter so or she's a, ranger. She's a ranger, barbarian, ranger monk, multi-class. Ranger monk, multi-class, monster slayer. Monster slayer, ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Constantine is a warlock cleric. I would I would definitely go warlock. Maybe he has a little cleric in him. Yeah, because he's got, he's got the ability to turn undead. Yeah. So, but definitely a warlock. Like he's got the straight warlock. And the Winchester powers. boys Winchesters are Winchesters are pure fighter monster hunters. Rogues? I don't think they're rogues at all. I think okay. they're charismatic. Okay. Pure Maybe fighters. even bard esque. Maybe the like spells. one level of paladin. Yeah, I can see that. A little paladin. Yeah, because because they have they've come back from the dead. They've got yeah. a little touch of magic in yeah. there. But they're they're mostly human beings. Let's be honest. Also, I want to point out that all of them have come back from the dead at some point. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But the the boys, they're the, they're the squishiest here, honestly. I will say the one thing that the boys have going for them. They've seen some shit. They've seen some shit. They work together well, and they use guns a lot. Oh, see, I wasn't thinking about the guns part, but Buffy's been shot. Buffy's been and shot. And a gun can take her down. Yeah. So if they have guns. Now, John Constantine's got a badass holy shotgun, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That is a cool shotgun yeah, with, with, a... the, with the spinny wheel yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now what I will, I'll give John Constantine, I think he has more knowledge on it and he actually has magical capabilities. Yes. Well, Buffy kind of has magical Buffy, abilities. Buffy, if, if it's pure hand to hand, Buffy kills them all She has super time. strength. Yeah. She, she's the strongest one of yeah. all three. Oh, absolutely. Easily. Absolutely. But John Constantine has 
he would he would know. Then John Constantine would have no problem killing anyone. That dude is That's true. Cold. If this is to the death, John Constantine has a gun. Well, even if he doesn't, I mean, he, he'll he so, fucking just So who's, who's a better shot, the boys or John Constantine? John has spells. He, I, I, he has a couple spells available. I, I would say, honestly, the, the boys, they, they'll shoot things from time to time, but they're not great shots. Yeah, I, again, I'm going to say they lose. I've seen them miss many times in very important situations. Really, this becomes a Constantine versus Buffy one-on-one. And if there's guns involved, gotta give it to Constantine. If there's not, I gotta give it to Buffy. I I would agree that Buffy could probably take him down. The problem with Buffy is that she just gets really upset really easily and kind of gets down on herself. And you've seen so it. So does Constantine. Yeah, but that kind of fuels him. It actually makes him better. Yeah, but when Buffy's feeling like confident and feel, to- unstoppable. feeling herself, unstoppable. Yeah. unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, well, it's a it's a it's a draw. Okay. Okay. And our last one for today is again a reappearing Keanu Reeves. We love him. And these are all sort of assassin characters. Yes, these are killers. Jason Bourne, James Bond, John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah. This is a tough one. All of them have killed people in magnificent ways. The body counts are beyond belief. And I'm going to go with the um, Daniel Craig James Bond. Yes. yes. That, well, you can say any James Bond. That's fine. Mm-mm. But we'll say Daniel Craig just because more people probably know Daniel Craig. Well, and he's the most physical, visceral. If I said Roger Moore James Bond, he loses this every he's time. He's all charisma. Yeah, and if I say Pierce Brosnan, it's close, but it's Daniel Craig's the one. He's Daniel got Craig like is a sh- he's a strength. He's got twenties and so many abilities. Like he's he's handsome and powerful and quick. Yeah, um, Sean Connery him. could probably be a much. Young Sean Connery, there. yeah. Sean Connery. Anyway, uh, so with this one, th- I think this one's the hardest in my opinion, just because they all are incredibly accurate with their weapons. Very. They all are extremely trained. Very. They all have no problem killing anyone. None. I mean, these are And they have a weakness for pretty ladies. Not really Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. Not only John Wick either. (laughs) Yeah, John well, I I, John Wick had a week. Yeah, he was he was actually in love. James Bond kind of had his heart broken and never came back. You know, John Wick actually has a hard time killing women if you watch the movie. Like he will. But first one, he didn't kill the woman who tried to kill him in the in the oh, hotel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Second one, yeah, he yeah. didn't kill Ruby Rose. Yeah. I'm with third one, he had to bury his partner up there. No, she's not dead. Damn. She's in the third one. Damn. Yeah. He he told her like if you don't He did he did it twice in the same movie. He did the common and to, Ruby yep, Rose. Exactly. He so he kind of he has killed women. He and he even let what's her name, the head of the council, kill herself. Yes. And then he shot her and in the head when she head. was dead. Just um but that's how, that's he, John he clearly is a little bit misogynist. Uh, you, are you talking about James Bond? Right? John Wick and James Bond. <laughs> Jason Bourne's the least misogynist. Yes, I think Jason Bourne. He, he will shoot he will a bitch in the face. Kill anyone. Yes, hundred percent. Unless it's the love of his life or whatever. Yeah. So they're all rogue fighter. They all, yeah, combos. they're all super trained, super adaptable. Yes. Able to deal with any situation, Hi- and they all fight injured very well. Yeah. So that's got that's a fighter ability. That's second. Yeah, wind. second wind. That's action surge. I mean, they got it all. Or maybe a little barbarian for rage. Yeah. Right. I would say James Bond's got rage. I was actually saying James Bond is the one who probably doesn't have rage. Really? Same James. I'd say John Wick's probably the one that I can think of that has rage. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Like that, because that's honestly his driving factor in the first movie. Is he's his fucking he's rage. crossbow expert, but with guns. You know, yeah. where you can like shoot offhand easily, upside down, all that bullshit. They they all have that. Um, the one thing I will say about uh, James Bond is that he always has gadgets yeah 
but they've they've ta- they've tapered off a little in the yes, recent they years. Have. They but have. they are usually but gadgets available. Historically, and at least in the first couple movies, he gets those gadgets, those wonderful toys, like the the mine, the proximity mines with your watch controlling yeah, it, yeah. or the exploding pen, exactly, or even something small like um, the the shoe with the knife in it. Exactly. There's John Wick's always... got bulletproof suits. Yeah. Now John Wick also has cool shit. It's all much more practical and realistic. Mm-hmm. The first that has nothing. J- Jason Bourne. He gets stuff like just from killing other people, essentially. Like, yeah, he's, he's good at looting. He's he's essentially a Skyrim character that's just he kills someone. Oh, you better shit mine. So I would say I think Jason Bourne first one out. He's first one out. First one out because he's they all have the same level of skill, but he is probably the least prepared. Yes, for this very much so. Um, so we're left with J W and J B and John Wick. all J names. Yeah, strangely. Yeah. Um, and. and it's hard to say, really, which one could pull it off. They're both similarly motivated. Yes. Like, they're basically paid assassins. Yes. But, you know, like when a lady dies, that sends them off. The reason that I would say that John Wick would win is because he's doing it all for himself. For the sake, the sake of... At the end of the day, James Bond always... He's always doing it for Her his country. Secret Service. Yes. Yeah. Like, no matter what the movies do or how they go... Everything he does is for his country. That's who his character is at the core. Well, who's to argue what's more motiv- what's more motivating? I think I would always fight harder for myself at the end of the day. I think that's self- the thing, though. James Bond has been brainwashed since childhood, since being orphaned. I think self-preservation as a instinct is stronger than any brainwashing. J- J- John Wick isn't self-preserving. Yes, he, yes, he is. It's vengeance. Well, not anymore, it's he not. He plans on dying. Like that's, No, no, in the mo- third one, sure, 100%. Um, but the first one, yes, first one he, he was very reckless. Yeah. He didn't care if he died. He let himself get stabbed at the end. Yeah. Second one, kind of the same thing. He literally shot what's his dude in the face at the end. Yeah. And, and the, so that's yeah. clearly a self-sabotaging well, That's move. rage. That's rage right there. So baby. the third one I think is probably self-preserving. But I would not I would not necessarily agree with you with the motives because I think James Bond has been brainwashed hard enough that Her Majesty is equal to me. I'm just trying to think of... Uh... I will say, oh, John Wick knows more languages. Could help in Ooh. a long-term fight. He, Yeah, that's true. We don't really know how many languages James Bond knows. He knows a little bit of some. Yeah. They both have a lot of connections all over the world. So you could really, you know, these fight oh, a lot very, of resources. Oh, very much so. They're both, they're both legendary. I'm sure they have connections everywhere in the world. I'm going to call this a draw. They, do you think that they'll just be friends and hang out have a beer? No, I think they both like mortal wound each other, and they just sit back and look at each other talking while they die. Oh. <laughs> and and you know, James Bond has a, a vodka martini, shaken not stirred. Mm-hmm. John Wick has nothing. Is it the Vesper? I can't remember. Vesper, Vesper. was her name. Vesper. They both like cars, good cars. Yes, and they both ruin the fuck out of them. They would, yes, they would just, they would bond. It's like it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, where yeah, he we're, bonds we're, with his clone at the we're end. Nega yeah. Scott. Like, it's like, oh, he's actually a pretty cool it's guy. Nice guy. We're gonna yeah. hang out next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a draw. It would end in a draw. Okay. Yeah, J- Jason Bourne's dead between them. Like, yeah, Scott Jason Bourne. They dead. Lay loot his yeah. guns and yeah. and move on. Yeah. And now, see if they're only armed with a pencil, John Wick might have an advantage. I don't know. James Bond Have you ever seen what James Bond can do with his little pinky. finger? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, this episode especially, we definitely didn't learn anything. And no, we but didn't it, solve anything. This is the kind of stuff that I think drives. Because now, maybe you want to make those characters and have a D and D fight. Yeah, we tried to. Have, we had a John Wick contest. Yeah, we all made a John. Yeah, exactly. Except for somebody. So who didn't. I think Justin? taking, huh? Didn't somebody not make it. A lot of people didn't make it. It was just me, you, and Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, 
it's these kind of discussions that may get somebody that's not interested in D and D maybe into it. Like, I can I can be an assassin. I I can be a John Wick ish character or a James Bond type rogue. In the spirit of um, celebrity rap battles, who won? Who's next? You decide. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at RWD Podcast and feel free to send us topics you want to hear about or your D&D rants at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we will see you next time. Till then.